You're listening to The Author's Leverage, where it's all about your book and how to create a greater impact and a greater income with it. This podcast is for the author who knows there's more you can do with that book. Whether you're publishing your first one ever or you've written multiple bestsellers, the path to greatness begins by looking around and seeing that you are, at this moment, standing right in the middle of your own acre of diamonds. My friends, your book is a brand. I'm Parshel Tashi, creative entrepreneur and education design architect, and I'll be your guide diving into the minds of successful authors, renowned publishers, and industry experts to glean practical wisdom you can integrate into your book writing, launch, and marketing strategies today. You'll hear straight from the source how authors like you were able to publish their best work and build wildly profitable, successful businesses around it. Welcome aboard the Author's Leverage. Hey, lovely people. This is Parsha with The Author's Leverage, and you're in the right place today. Um, If you have either written a book or you're thinking about writing a book, um, it's so, so key that we are really giving our energy and our thoughts towards really where we're going and how um, we can be in alignment when it comes to our business, how we can be um, really have the right mindset when it comes to marketing. That's that's essentially what today's conversation is about. And I have the perfect person for this topic, <laughs> and I'm excited to introduce you to her. Um, if you are a first time listener here on the Author's Leverage, we talk about all things related to what you can do with your book, right? A lot of us um, publish, we do the really hard work of publishing a book and having it out there. Our message is out in the world. Um, And then there's the now what (laughs) conversation. And so I get to have those conversations all about the now what's. And I'm really excited to be joined today by Judy Weber. Let me introduce her. Judy Weber is a women's business strategist and scaling expert, the founder and host of the globally ranked Joyful Scaling podcast, and the CEO of Judy Weber Co., a boutique consultancy for women in business. She helps Christian women build and scale their business with simplicity using her proven joyful scaling method. A former trial attorney as well as C-suite executive, uh, general counsel and HR director, Judy is a genius at showing women how to fully embrace who they are so they can step confidently into their CEO role and think strategically act courageously and speak authoritatively, creating sophisticatedly simple yet highly profitable businesses while pursuing a deeper faith in Christ. She is a sought after keynote speaker, teaching and inspiring women across the US and around the world to pursue the impossible, knowing that God is able to do immeasurably more than you can ask or even imagine. So I'm so, so excited. Thank you for being here today, Judy. So, so happy that you're here. This is awesome. Thank you, Parshel. And I got to say, amen. I mean, ladies yes. listening and men listening. Yes. You can do so much more than you think that you can. And you've already accomplished more than, what's the percentage? You probably know the stat. What's the percentage of people that write books? I know it's small. <laughs> so. it, it is It is small. It is small. Because it, it really, uh, I think a lot of people have the idea. Uh, a number mm-hmm. of folks are, you know, just have something in them. Um, but very few of them, I probably would say, Five percent. I think maybe five to seven percent of people actually complete the publishing of a book. So yeah, huge accomplishment. Bravo. Very much. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Judy, this is so exciting that you're here. I mean, your bio definitely speaks for itself in terms of your experience. But how does someone go from like trial lawyer, like attorney, uh, all of the things, and uh, steps into the world of helping women scale their business? It's a long story, so I'll give you the condensed version. Okay. Um, Simple girl, humble beginnings, but always had big dreams. 
huge dreams. Like when I was four years old, I remember saying to my mom, I'm going to be a millionaire, mommy. And she's like, yes, dear. And I said, I'm going to do something important, mommy. I just know it. Okay. You know, six kids in the house, one bathroom, no air conditioning in the car or the house. You get the thing, right? Dad was a factory worker. Mom stayed home. Anyway, but I've always had big dreams. So long story short, went to college for a music teacher, couldn't get a job, graduated. I was third in the class, in the entire class, no jobs, except if I wanted to go on the West Coast, which I didn't want to do. Anyway, mm -hmm. fast forward, ended up going to law school, loved it, got a great job. Then I had kids. Then I left the practice of law. And I started my first business as an interior decorator. I had no certification. I was HGTV schooled. That's it. Natural <laughs> ability. And yes. I loved it. And I always tell the story for me, finding clients is easy because I went to a home show and in one weekend I had 14 appointments and 10 of those 14 became clients. And so to me, making six figures in your first 12 months is so doable. You just have to know where to point your time. So anyway, long story short about the law into entrepreneurship, went through a divorce, went back to the law, but over the years got my real estate license. So I always had that entrepreneurial spirit. And uh, many years ago, when I had gone in house as a lawyer, the opportunity presented itself for me to leave, i.e. I love my coworkers, but my boss was horrible. And um, so I ventured on my own, haven't looked back. That was 2017. And I just love what I do. And all my experiences as a lawyer and as an entrepreneur really come together and knowing that I'm living my purpose. And it's, that's a beautiful feeling. That is awesome. And I, I love, I love those details too, in terms of your story. It's like you, um, you know, just went with what was, what was there, what was in front of you, what you, you felt called to and you didn't necessarily have to have the degrees and whatnot. And like you said, HGTV, YouTube, whatever it was, like you use that <laughs> to um, really immerse yourself in, in that activity or whatever that venture was and came out successful. Like that's, that's huge. That's huge. Like what, what things did you discover about yourself, you know, going through these different, uh, I call them stages, phases, what have you, what's been like the biggest learnings for you? Well, you know, what's funny. I was going to say, the we're talking about marketing and yes. the most important aspect of marketing is your belief about yourself not even who you are because mm -hmm. others can see who you are they could say oh judy you're this you're that or partial you're you've done this and that and you're amazing and but if we don't believe that we have the value that we're putting out there and that we if we don't believe that our best clients not the poopy clients that we don't want to work with that make us crazy but if we don't believe that there are amazing clients out there that are looking for me in my instance the christian coach the one who's had this experience in corporate and in the law you know you've got to believe and so more than any tactic like posting on social or doing reels or going to youtube or all these other things even a podcast more than that you got to believe that's huge. You got to believe people write that down. <laughs> believe that's so, so big. I mean, especially stepping into the unknown, right? There's something that you really have to anchor into. So let's, let's talk now. I mean, in terms of the, the world of marketing, um, knowing that we're speaking specifically to authors who either have a book or are about to put one out and, you know, marketing is one of those things that, you know, most authors tend to just say, uh, you know, I did my launch, did my tour, what now? What next? Um, I should have thought about this, should have thought about that. Right? There's so many things that come up around this. But the thing that you said before we started recording is that marketing is actually 
very simple. Yes. <laughs> and we need that perspective. So get get us right. Shift our minds to um, how okay. we can best align with what it means to be a, a good marketer or to be uh, in marketing as an author. Okay, that's so good. Okay, besides belief, the other thing you need to succeed and take your business to a million and beyond is that you have to decide. Being an entrepreneur is being a decision maker. And I always say there's three steps to succeeding as an entrepreneur. You got to decide, you got to commit to those decisions, and then you got to implement. And that's all you're doing. Don't change your decisions. Oh, my launch didn't go well. Now I'm going to tweak my offer. I'm going to change my pricing. No, wait a minute. Let's look at what you did. Let's evaluate it. You made decisions, you committed, and you implemented. Now let's evaluate what worked, what didn't work. What am I going to do differently? Stick with those same decisions for at least six months and then try it again. You commit again and you implement. So along those lines, when you've written a book, hopefully as you wrote the book, you realized what the end game was. Like I want to point them to a service or to something like what they're buying the book, but that's really just an entree into your world and you. So, you know, think about putting in the book links to freebies, links to resources, pointing back to you, like be very intentional about that. So maybe if those of you are listening and you didn't do that, hmm, maybe it's time for an edit, you know, it's time for version two or something like that. Right. But the, the basic premise is marketing is really about putting yourself out there and importantly, not to the world, but to those that are your best clients. I mentioned that before. I think one of the things entrepreneurs get stuck on almost more than anything else is feeling like I want to serve everybody. Like I don't want to pigeonhole myself because then I'm limiting myself. And that couldn't be, I know it sounds mm. like that's logical. That couldn't be further from the truth. I, when I put out my, my Christianness and the fact that Christ and faith is huge in everything that I do, I know that it's polarizing. You're either going to love me or you're going to turn off. And that's great. Yeah. And I don't apologize for it. No, none of you ladies or men listening should do that as well. It's again, deciding, making decisions. Who is my best client? So let's start there. So marketing is really putting yourself out there in the best light and serving your best clients. And in that way, the book should speak to their problem. All of your services should speak to their problems. So really all your marketing is, is addressing their problems, telling them your simple, doable solution and having a blast while you do it. I know it's it's so powerful. And I love the what you just said there. First of all, believe, right? Then make a decision, commit to it and implement, you know, and be an implementation, be an execution. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that that probably takes on a number of different um, applications or ways that you can do that. What are you finding right now, let's say for authors or those that have a particular area of subject matter expertise, how, how can they, or what are some of the more practical ways that they can be in conversation about their topics? Um, I know, for example, like what we're doing here, being on someone's podcast and going about that route is a really, really great way. What are some other, um, you know, specifically for authors that you feel work really, really well to keep them in conversation? Yeah, a couple things. First of all, I will say I did a podcast episode about this recently, how to create a lifetime of content in about an hour. I mean, that's mm. how simple it can be. And you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. How can that be? Like for me, the joyful scaling method, it's three steps. So in order for me to create my lifetime of content, so as you're listening, think about your what you do and your process or your philosophy and all of that. 
think about the big buckets of topics that you specialize in, that you have expertise in. And so for me, it would be these three main buckets, like, like jumpstart, we're going to do marketing and sales strategy, then we're going to optimize, we're going to look at systems and team and, and automation. And then the why is yield, we're going to look at numbers, we're going to look at profit and revenue and client testimonials, client results, referral programs, all of that. So then those are the three main buckets. Now, this thing I'm pointing to right here, your brain is your biggest business asset. So tap into it, create at least 10 subtopics within each of those major buckets. And then within each of those, you can go a little bit deeper. So that if you really put your brain to work, pen to paper or fingers to the keyboard, in about an hour, you can come up with like easily 40, 50 topics. And then you don't have to create anything new. Just keep using those because we think, I'm saying the same thing too much. No, <laughs> your people are bombarded with countless messages <laughs> an hour, let alone a day. So it's really just identifying what's important to me. What are my core values? What are my, um, what's my philosophy about my industry? And where do I think the gurus have it wrong? And what do I want to make sure my people hear on, on the regular? So um, that's one huge thing because I think that content bucket, the value bucket is where so many get tripped up because they're like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Yes. And, and that's so simple. Just really looking in that framework uh, and that perspective makes it, like you said, very, very simple to do. It doesn't have to be so complicated. Why, why do you feel like most entrepreneurs and authors, why do they get hung up? It's the way the brain works. Mm -hmm. And I resisted this for years as an entrepreneur. And I will, I will, I'm ashamed to say in the last two years, only in the last two years, have I come to realize, Parshall, how primary it is to get your mindset right mm -hmm. like in other words we could have we could have oh gosh i gotta write an email and by the way that would be my next hint email marketing is not dead it is alive and well yes it's way better than social if you're not regularly emailing your people you're missing out so add that to your list of priorities when authors are thinking about putting their message out Silly thoughts, this is how our brain works, all entrepreneurs, our mm -hmm. brain will think negative. Even if we're the most positive person in the world, something as simple as, for that example, I need to write my email for the week. So my thought is nobody will read it or nobody will respond or is this worth it? Oh my gosh, that, that is a horrible thought. Don't allow yourself to go there. And I'm not fake it till you make it, but I am all about directing your brain. It's about managing your mind so that you look at that circumstance of, I've got to write an email today. And instead the thought is my people, remember I keep harping on best people, my best clients can't wait to read this. My best clients look forward to my emails and they want to hear from me. They want to hear value from me. And I think it's just the, the brain. I don't know why God made it this way, but our brain works against us. Anytime we try something new, it's like fight or flight. And the brain will say, no, run from that, even though it could be good for us. So we've got to train our brain. Otherwise, we're going to be overwhelmed. We're going to feel stuck. We're going to be worried about what other people think. And we're going to be looking at perfection as the standard. And we'll just be having all these looming projects that never get done. Wow. I'm really glad that you said that. I mean, the mindset is so, so key. And 
really it's up to us to make the adjustments within our mind ourselves. Like if you don't, you know, the, the, the phrases and the quotes that you hear, if you don't take control of your, your life and your mindset, right. Uh, life will drive you kind of, a thing, you know? Um, yeah. and so, so that's so, so powerful to hear. And I know in particular in, in the, in the kind of work that you're doing, right. When we look at the, the joyful scaling method, um, and specifically when it comes to scaling, I'm curious, you know, if an author is listening, how do they know that, um, scaling would be sort of the next strategic step for them? How do they, you know, how do you define or, uh, see where they are and say, yep, your next scale, next step is to scale um, versus that that may not be ready. I love that question because I think in the entrepreneurship world, the words growth and scale, they kind of get mixed together. And as an example of scaling, if you're ready for scaling, you would, I think, throw money at Facebook ads, for example. But if you're less than six figures and you haven't clearly defined your best client, you have too many offers like you can make a million bucks with one offer i mean no doubt about it and so i know some people who have like an offer suite you know why because some guru told them they needed it (laughs) meanwhile they're like overwhelmed they've got so many different things so many different variations of it so many different price points when they talk to someone it's almost like hard for them to keep track in their own brain of what they're doing so you know this idea of scaling you know you're ready to scale when you're making at least a hundred thousand dollars and when you're ready to do sell in group you know like one-on-one that's hard to scale why because at the end of the day you're trading time for dollars but if you have a group opportunity like a program or a mastermind or a membership or even a course those are what you do when you're ready to scale but here's the thing here's the thing marketing to grow is very different than marketing to scale because marketing before my first six figures, I can get on the phone and talk to the people that are going to become my clients. I have time and bandwidth and you know that's just what would be expected. But when you want to get to half a million and beyond, you don't have time to get on the phone with people <laughs> who are going to be yeah. buying. Yeah. So, so there's all those different considerations, but you'll know when you're ready to scale, when you realize you can no longer be a one person show when you're above the six figure mark and when you already have some sort of group offer or that's the next step. Interesting. That makes a lot of sense too. There is definitely a different way of like when you're getting started to get to that first six figures versus when you're looking to go beyond that, right? It really, that, that makes so much sense. Um, can, can you talk then a little bit to how you work with your, your clients? Like, what does that look like? Ah, that's so good. Okay. Well, right now I have, I'm talking about simplification of offers. Yes. Uh, I have one offer right now. I'm getting ready for another, but my, my only offer is the joyful scaling mastermind, which is currently a 12 month container uh, of weekly trainings, including, you know, biblical mindset once a month and copywriting training and critique once a month. And then we come together twice a year once uh, in the spring for a marketing and sales intensive, and then once in November in my favorite place on the earth, Rosemary Beach, Florida, where we're gonna go and get pampered. Ladies, we're gonna be having um, you know, hair and makeup done, and we're gonna get some nice marketing assets, some videos, some headshots, and then the next day we're gonna be getting massages and just playing on the beach. It's gonna be so much fun. But, but really what you get in this mastermind container is what I like to say, one-on-one attention and access to me, but in a group setting. So to me, it's the best of all worlds. 
where I know each of my clients' businesses. It's, a, it's an intentionally intimate container. And so there is just so much access to me and my brain, and we're really working together to get you streamlined and simplified. One thing you mentioned in the bio is sophisticatedly simple business. I just want to throw this out real quick. There's two general models for growing a business. One is the empire, lots of departments, lots of employees, lots of overhead. That's not what I'm about. You can have that and I can help you, but where I specialize is the boutique model. It's sophisticatedly simple, meaning it's a lean and mean team, but yet it's highly lucrative. Um, all right, one more thing about what I'm working on in the background is that's my signature offer, okay. mind. But my team and I are looking to launch a foundational offer. It's build a 100K business in 12 months or less. Mm. And it's it's so good. It's gonna be a little bit of a unique container as well. I, I can't share much more than that. But I've realized that there are women in my mastermind, the minimum is $100,000. And there's so many women that would like to work with me, but they're not there yet. So I'm like, all right, this is it. I am gonna go for it. And because I really wanna get women on that foundational, like joyful business uh, model, because it exists. I, I think I think too much the hustle mentality has made us think that yeah. that was required and it's not. Yeah, yeah. And for me in particular, um, as a business owner, you know, I would look to other examples of, you know, businesses to mimic and to model um, just to find out that they're in a very completely different stage in their business. They're like, you know, it's so many other differences, even down to their natural ability to lead. Like we all have very different strengths. And so um, I just love how when we become more self-aware and we hook up with the right people, how aligned we get towards getting to our goals and, and reaching that. So this is so powerful. I know that we mentioned also before we started recording your uh, ultimate scaling guide. So I think that that would be really, really helpful to to share as well. So that way folks can, uh, can, can tap into that. Yes, I would love to offer your listeners a copy of my yes. ultimate scaling guide. It is a 20 page workbook style resource where I walk you through four proven strategies for exponential growth. And so it's not just really, I, I'm not the kind of cookie cutter a strategy. I always want to say there's this world of marketing, looking at your interests and what you're, what you want to do and your best clients, where's the best place to show up. So I walk you through a number of questions with respect to these four strategies to help you put together the framework for those strategies. So download that for free at judyweber.co. That's judyweber.co. Beautiful. Definitely check that out if you're tuning in today. And um, Judy, thanks so much for being here. I, like I, I could talk a little bit more um, about this because, you know, I feel like even for me and my colleagues and those that are listening, like we're usually typically above that six figures. So to hear this insight today was really, really helpful and insightful. So thank you, thank you. As we wrap up, I would love for you to share uh, a parting parting words of advice, if you will. And, um, and then I also always ask this question, it's one of my favorite questions to ask, which is, what is your one word? If there's one word that could you know, be your message that goes out into the world um, for what you stand for and what you believe there needs to be more of, or whether it's a noun or verb or what have you. Uh, we'll love to hear that as well. This is so good. I love these questions. Okay. So <laughs> I, my life mantra is pursue the impossible. And that's not what I did. I didn't think of that until more recently, as I looked retrospectively back at my life. 
Remember I told you when I was a little four-year-old little girl who yeah. said, I'm going to do big things. You know, people like me don't even go to college, let alone law school, let alone all this other stuff I've done. So I want to encourage anybody and everybody listening that it is so easy to look at somebody else and say, well, they had this and they had that, but wait, you don't even know what somebody went through. You have no idea. So I know as I get older, I get a heck of a lot more like retrospective or empathetic. And like, I want to hear people's stories because I know everybody has a twist and a turn, but nothing is impossible for you. And then um, what's my one word? I was going to say joy because I think that I exude joy in my life and my business. But you know what? I'm really hot on partial and that is bold. Mm. And I just want to briefly explain what I mean by that. I think a lot of people look at Christians and think they're wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. And frankly, a lot of us are, um, <laughs> you know, really, I mean, I'm Christian, but I can't make a lot of money because Jesus wore sandals and he didn't have a house. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That is such a twist. Nah, right. And and the, and the scripture, you know, I don't know if it was said wrong at the pulpit or if we just heard it wrong. It is not money. That is a sin. It's the love of money. And so yes. I'm here to kind of set the gold standard uh for coaching business coaching for women that are christian because i want you to say you shouldn't be hiding your talents under a bushel nobody should and so now that i'm almost 60 i'm like girl i don't got a whole lot of time i'm i gotta <laughs> put it out there without apology and without hesitation so that's my word bold. be bold <laughs> yes i love it and it's so true we shouldn't have to hide behind you know, these aspects uh, anymore. In fact, as you mentioned before, it helps you to find your audience, right? If you're going to be all things to everyone, it's hard for people to decide, right? Give them the option <laughs> of what they want and make it clear up front just by being yourself and the right people will show up and want to be a part of that. So that's so huge. Uh, I'm going to, that's my word for the day too, then is uh, to be bold. That's so good. All right, you are. I'd say you are bold, Parshall. <laughs> I think so too. Well, Judy, this has been such a good conversation. Always a pleasure. Um, you know, we've actually been on each other's podcast now, so we've uh, accomplished that swap, which is uh, incredible. So I, I highly recommend checking out Judy's podcast as well. You've been doing that for how long now? Like it's been. Gosh, I'm well into my second year. Yeah. 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 So anyone tuning in, if you enjoyed this conversation, you got to go over to her podcast too and uh, partake in some of the wisdom there. So Judy, thanks again for being here. And uh, this was incredible. Thank you, Parshall. Such a joy to be here. Appreciate yeah. it. And uh, thank you all for tuning in uh, to today's episode with Judy. This was such a good conversation. And I want to let you know, too, that we just released a new quiz. So on our website, theauthorsleverage.com, we develop a quiz to help authors who have a book know whether or not it makes sense to go forward and repurpose it as a course. So that's a really quick quiz that you can take going over to, to theauthorsleverage.com. And it's going to help and support you in that way because... Who knows? Maybe there is more you, that you can do with your book, and that's what it's meant to help you explore. So thanks for tuning in. As always, for more conversations like this, uh, to learn about what you can do with your book, um, because there's so, so much more, uh, you can always tune back here and follow us at The Author's Leverage. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Author's Leverage. You can subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast. Hey, do me a favor. If you found this helpful, leave us a review and share this episode with someone it could help along their journey. To check out more resources, visit theauthorsleverage.com. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time.